Welcome to the Young Creative Indian Spaces Community Podcast. As part of the South Asian Creativity Festival, we are inviting creatives of Indian and South Asian origin from all over the world to talk about their unique creative practices, experiences and philosophies. One conversation at a time, we are trying to explore the nuances of being a South Asian origin creative. The diaspora is diverse and multidimensional. originating from India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Nepal, Maldives and thriving across every part of the world. Young creatives relate the nuances of South Asia, its cultures, identities, religions, problems and beauty. We hope you enjoy this podcast. What's up everybody? My name is Kapil. I am here with the Young Creative Indian Space. Uh, this is actually the first interview that I'm doing. Um, this is actually for our South Asian Creativity Festival for 2021. Uh, the South Asian Creativity Festival is a unique digital space for artists and creators of South Asian origin across the globe to come together to perform nuances associated with art, culture, society, identity, linguistics of South Asia. Um, and we are currently on doing a project called the Brown Book, where we are taking stories. um interviewing artists all across the globe of South Asian origin and uh putting that together in a compilation and just you know putting a collective of of artists and um you know we got some really talented people on the roster and today with me I have uh Bravin Kumar um and I'm gonna, I'm going to let you all know a little bit about uh about Bravin so Bravin it, Bravin Kumar is a professional writer tinkerer and humorist He sold out as a creative marketer, but has recently claimed his rebate as an independent artist using the internet as his canvas. So that's a pretty <clears throat> intriguing bio, Bravin. Uh, thanks for being here with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cool. Yeah, man. So I'm just gonna get right into it. Um, and you have quite the interesting bio, but I want to know, like, what exactly does creativity really mean to you? Um, and can you just kind of give us? um more info on your creative practices and uh what makes it unique. Yeah, so um I am lucky in that I've made a career as a creative. Um what my colleague what what's called a content marketer. So um basically creating content on behalf of brands to help uh attract the audiences uh attract um the audiences that they're looking to attract uh market their products you know a lot of kind of stuff so basically um the way I always describe it is you have you know influencers podcasters bloggers all these people that are able to attract and youtubers that are able to um uh grow audiences of their own independently and so you know brands are kind of like clued into the fact that people don't necessarily consume ads willingly but they will consume content willingly and so it's sort of this um entire uh career that's kind of like spun up around it uh where you create content on behalf of brands and so i learned a lot doing that for a living for the last 7 years and um yeah applying some of the skills i learned doing that especially when it comes to like spreading my ideas getting them out there um creating on different platforms and then it's like applying that to my own uh creative endeavors And I want to know what do you think the role is of of art and the creative practices in what you do? 
how has art helped you to express your identity in a more nuanced fashion? So uh, I've always been like creating things like ever since I was a kid. Um, for me, that's always, that's manifested as like practice when it came to like what I do professionally now. Uh, the stuff that I would create for fun, whether I realized it or not at the time was helping me get better at my craft, which is like uh, writing. And since expanded into like other uh, areas, but uh, in doing, in like practicing consistently, um, I've been able to like leverage it to into a career, but then the progress I made in that career, I've been able, and like the resources I gain in terms of like um, money, time, connections, skills, um, I'm able to like leverage towards my art again. And so there's kind of this like symbiotic relationship between the two. Um, that took me like several years to figure out, but I feel like now I'm finally getting there. So I was on your website and it's really interesting. It says that you've done a little bit of everything, poetry, humor, plays, comedy pages, short stories, like where, cause I've kind of been in the same place where I've kind of bounced around different mediums. What medium did you start with in writing and like, what medium are you currently practicing? If I'm sure you're doing more than one, but what is it that you're currently doing? what mediums of writing yeah so um i started writing short stories actually that was like the first thing that i got like really into and then you know over time that evolved into like writing plays when i was in high school uh university we did like sketch comedy none of this stuff was like like big um we just did it for fun and uh recently now uh got back into kind of like combining a bunch of different genres of like, I did like a satirical poetry project where I uh, spoofed Instagram poets like Rupi Kaur, Arm Drake, and to see like how far I could get uh, doing that. And uh, even like made a book, a poetry book that I started like selling to this audience. I grew like 4,000 followers and then, yeah, <laughs> uh, created this book to just monetize it. And for me, the entire thing was like work of satire. If I could, essentially write terrible poetry and grow an audience and also sell a book <laughs> yeah. with that same terrible poetry. Then I feel like, um, you know, that kind of like completes the satire, um, making fun of sort of like how we have commoditized art, you know, art has become, it has to be packaged as content for it to gain any traction right. on the modern internet. And so, you know, the kind of like, it's almost like your art is influenced by algorithms today. And so like, if it doesn't, uh, if it doesn't please the algorithms then it won't ever reach the people. And so it's almost right. like you, you got to pander to those algorithms. And the, that's kind of the thing that I was like uh, making fun of, but it's a weird mix of like um, comedy, poetry, and honestly like commerce, like some of the stuff I learned um, in my own job, like in marketing, you know, especially like in the e-commerce space, kind of like, um, use that to bring this project to life. So what is satirical poetry for those that don't know about it? Because it's even a new concept for me. Yeah. So for me, satire is like you hold a mirror up to people and you let them see what they look like, like truly. <laughs> and okay. so, um, you know, in, in doing this, I wanted to like, just like show people like what we're consuming today. And then yeah. the people that got it and they could like, you kind of like laugh at yourself or you can like laugh at other people, but like either way, like, the people that got it really got it, and the people that didn't, it's that's also funny when people don't get the satire uh, in a yeah. way. Um, 
yeah like i've got i've had people actually like complete strangers like take it seriously like at face at face value and be like wow this is amazing poetry i'm like this is not <laughs> yeah yeah poetry um yeah and so it's like it's like tongue-in-cheek but uh, the people that got it like really liked it and that was uh that was good to see were you were you a big fan of like spoken word when you were younger yeah yeah i love um for me like the types of writing that resonate most deeply with me are the I guess like the more like uh like oral genre so it's like comedy it's like stand-up comedy uh, i love speeches i land yeah. speeches uh spoken word poetry like the stuff that the writing that plays with sound and you know yeah speech uh dialogue like all that uh all those forms of writing like really resonate with me and like draw inspirations from um for the most part versus like other um mediums like more like um you know, like novels and stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah. Are, are you a performer as well, as well as a writer? Uh, not really. Like, occasionally I'll do like TikToks or like whatever, like, but uh, that's more just like for me to, you know, get out of my comfort zone. Um, yeah. Because that is, you know, like, like, for me, like writing is thinking and like planning and creating and just trying to like come up with something that feels like fresh or different and, you know, the medium that it can embody can, can change like I've, I've applied it to like coding projects where i just like make like little like web pages that i thought were funny um like kind of like little inventions um but then you know i'll try my hand at like a podcast or like you know something else and like for me it's all creating and it just helps build that muscle up and uh yeah like but ultimately um more like a like a digital creator than like someone that's like a performer. Have you ever thought about that? Like kind of just showing up to like an open mic event and just see you can go on stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd, that'd be that'd be fun. I did that once in high school. Yeah. Uh, and that's like, that's fun. Like whenever, like for the most part, I would be like writing the scripts and then someone else would be performing it. But then yeah. the rare time that I would be like on stage too performing it, that was always like really fun for me too. Yeah. Because um, you get to feel that like, feedback that you get from like a real audience mm -hmm. uh like that that real-time feedback and that uh like there's nothing like it like you can tell you know you, you write a joke and then you perform it and then you can tell where people laugh where they don't um you know like how, how loud the laugh is like like all that kind of feedback that you don't get when you're creating in like other mediums especially on the internet well that's the thing you could tell who's feeling your work too right like it's yeah. it's the media feedback and like um i know like a lot of comedians like I, I had this conversation with somebody a while ago that I always felt like comedy and spoken word are the same thing, like the same idea, just different genres, you know, is just, and then I think that's what's, what drove me to like, what intrigued me about your work is you've kind of find, found a way to intertwine the two and bring them together. Um, and I, I mean, I want to, I want to get into your book too, the book that you currently have, um, you know, flowers are just tiny trees whoever can see that uh, by, so what is your creative name? You go by the Tumblr, sorry, the Tumblr poet? Yeah, that's like a, an alter ego. Um, to be honest, that entire thing was like a social experiment. More than anything. Yeah. How long did this take? A year. A year, okay. Uh, to do the, um, to grow the audience and then uh, to put the book together and sell to them, probably like a year, yeah. But, uh, 
yeah, for me, it's like a fun little project do on the side, see how far I can go. And then um, when it's done, you get like this, like what feels like a work of art. That's like a bit alive. Um, yeah. Cause it's like the Tumblr poet itself is supposed to be like, like a living satire. It's like the poems within it are like, you know, funny, whatever, but it's like the, um, the larger project for me is supposed to be like the, the art. Um, so like if I didn't sell the book, then it wouldn't have been complete. Cause if I, I needed to sell the book to prove that, uh, poetry has been commoditized to the point where like you can make money <laughs> off of it, even if it's not particularly good. Yeah. Um, I actually, well, I saw like on your Instagram that, you know, people had DM'd you saying that your work had really helped them. Uh, they're going through like a difficult time and, you know, having, you know, reading your work, going through it really did help them. Um, you know, what did that mean for you when you got that type of feedback? Yeah. So that's sort of like my more serious writing. Um, yeah. <clears throat> whenever I write stuff that's like based on, so, so outside of like, you know, the comedy poetry, <laughs> um, I like, just like blogging, just like sharing thoughts yeah. and ideas, um, writing like little essays that kind of capture uh, like hard lessons that I've learned, um, especially when it comes to like career stuff or um, yeah, in particular, like career stuff, like navigating that you spend so much of your time at your job. So that's something I like to help people navigate um, where possible, especially with like writing stuff, like how do you price yourself, right? right. How do you value yourself? How do you navigate uh, environments where you might not be valued and so yeah. um yeah some of my writing does take on that form and it's it's nice to know that it resonates because it is something that like most people do grapple with especially when it comes to like careers um and so to get that kind of feedback is always good um because I, I like writing comedy because you make people laugh but like other forms of writing you can actually like um like help people uh, especially with like like navigating like very common uh like problems and issues in their careers and um you know you know knowing that the last year and a half has been difficult for everybody um you know all the stuff that we've gone through with lockdowns with covid and all the tragedies and whatnot how has you know your writing helped you cope with everything the world around you yeah it's been a nice distraction uh to be honest like it's easy to just like consume you know like social media, news, like everything. But uh, I find the best way to like displace that is to create it inherently. Like it just forces you to not uh, get sucked into all that other stuff. Um, you know, at the same time, it's like an outlet when you do like consume all this stuff and it's like people are struggling in so many different ways. Well, it's like, you want to put something out there that can like, at least like make them laugh. Yeah. You know, help them like... <laughs> You know find their peace i don't know like whatever yeah. you can do for people like as a creator right just like in like a little yeah. moment of uh a little like a small break um from yeah that. um because what else can you do right 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 um, especially in the winter when there's like nowhere to go <laughs> yeah yeah you're locked inside uh, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up a random page and read a poem is that cool you sure <laughs> <laughs> all right so you were smoking hot but I had to switch to vaping. I should have puff puff passed on us. <laughs> Do you remember what the inspiration was for that? No, honestly, <laughs> the whole thing was just like shower thoughts, and just like yeah, yeah. I would just like publish them on Instagram and then see which ones yeah. got the most engagement, and then 
at the end of it all, I just like took the best performing ones and I turned them into a, a book. Um, yeah. But it's like, it's the whole like output thing. Cause like yeah. these Instagram poets, that's what they do. It's all output oriented. It's not quantity, sorry, it's not quality, quality. it's quantity. And so um, uh, putting that, like just like putting out like a few poems every single day, like that's what they would do. And then it's like survival of the fittest. The ones that would bubble up, those are the yeah. ones that, you know, potentially get included in like a book that they're writing or whatever. Um, and so, you know, I took the same approach. So, you know, and I think uh, we did kind of briefly chat about this before offline, but, you know, knowing what we're doing here, our, our mission is to amplify South Asian voices. So I wanted to ask you, like, can you describe like the meaning of being South, uh, of being a South Asian creative? Um, and how does your particular South Asian background translate into your creative expressions or how does it influence your creative expressions? Yeah, um, for me, I would say like it's not it's part of my identity, but it's not the full identity. Because like you know, I grew up in I grew up in like in and around Toronto my whole life, right? So it's like everyone around me was just like different, you know, just like your experience when it comes to like culture is just so eclectic in Toronto that like you borrow yeah. bits and pieces from like everywhere. Um, the one thing is like because like, I'm like Sri Lankan uh, Tamil, right? So it's like growing up has been interesting like you know having been born here but also just like being in between I was like very much like an in-betweener <laughs> when I was growing up like half of my friends were like nerds and like half of my friends were uh up to some shit but <laughs> you know uh navigating that like in-betweenness has been a big part of my cultural identity uh, sorry a big part of my identity growing up and then um yeah like a lot of it was on like cultural divides and like having to navigate that um has given me i don't know it's like a it's, it's hard for me to say that it's like directly inspired by like you know the south asian experience as it is mm -hmm. like you know from like generations but in my current generation yes like being a south asian like a you know a son of like immigrants from like sri lanka um there's like the, uh, the whole history of like you know what it means to be like uh part of the tamil diaspora there's like um yeah, all that stuff. Um, it just kind of like combines and then comes out in different ways, but not in like a direct uh, way. Do you, uh, have you have your parents ever checked out your work? Uh, not really, actually. Maybe I like professional stuff. Yeah. Because I write about like small business, but uh, I don't know about my personal stuff. No. You want them? Do you want them to check it out? <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I don't think they would get it. <laughs> they don't get it. It's do you know, how do you feel when you see other like South Asian creators of, of Tamil origin, like succeeding and doing their thing? Like, how does that make you feel? Very good. Um, I always feel like Tamil people have like this like motor inside of them, where it's like, whatever they do, they got to like excel at it. So like whatever arena that is, right? Like whether it's yeah. journalism, academia, uh, entrepreneurship, like whatever it is, it's just like, just driven to right. be like as legit as possible. And like, so that's inspiring for me to see um, in my own arena and domain uh, to, to kind of just like, you know, also feel like I got to step up. Um, and like, you know, the way like community like generally like lifts each other up is, is pretty good too. Yeah. And to see. so is it, and, and tell me more about that, the way the community lifts each other up. I'm really interested in that. Yeah. Uh, Tell people are like, 
we just like find each other typically. It's like you like network, you make connections, uh, collaborate. Um, you know, as a university, we used to like, you know, shoot short films and just uh, do like sketch comedies. Like, yeah, just very like ambitious and down to just like make and do things, right? Awesome. And it's just like, <clears throat> that's always been um, good energy to be around. Um, well, a lot of collaborative work, I'm guessing. Yeah. 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 There's also like, you know, the whole, like you grew up South Asian and it's like, well, you gotta be like doctor, lawyer, engineer, like the whole thing. Right. Yeah. But, uh, I didn't really get that growing up. And did I. Yeah. I also found like a lot of like town people too, like just like, there's some that like, you know, might buy into that. And it's like, I have to do X, Y, and Z. That's not way to live like, a happy life. But then I actually know so many like Tamil creatives that I can like vibe with because they're doing the same thing I am, which is like, they just want to like make stuff and yeah. do things and, you know, put it out there. And so I've met like a lot of those people too. And like, it, it's not as like, like, I feel there's a lot of creativity in, in, the, in the Tamil community um, around here, like in the GTA. So yeah, like photographers, you know, photographers, rappers, uh, writers, you know, journalists, like, all sorts of creators. That's awesome, man. That's dope. And um, I also also want to ask, like, have you? Because you say you 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 apply your creative skills into your job, um, and I think that a one one dilemma that a lot of creatives are feeling are facing is that you know we want to take our creative work, make money off of it. We might not be able to monetize off of it right now and support ourselves full, like you know, like financially in all ways. So we. I'll get full-time work, but sometimes full-time work takes over our lives. And then the creative process kind of, you know, takes a backseat. How do you find that balance to do both? Yeah. So, um, you know, I write for a living and I write for fun. And honestly, it's just, I, the work I do for a living, I just make sure I make as much money off of it as possible. Like I will negotiate like a shark. I'll do like all the things I got to do to, you know, make sure I'm squeezing as much value out of that situation as possible yeah uh career-wise and knowing that so like like that's like for me it's like selling out right so and like to make sure that i'm like when i'm selling out i am making as much money for as little time as possible right and it's not like overtaking my entire life and that way i can you know have the resources to live a good life and to have the time to create things and like that is like the the art side of things the artist side so um, they influence each other too, because the work I do professionally is practice as well. Um, the work I do for fun is also practice. And so, you know, develop skills, uh, learn a lot of things that uh, are relevant to each like, aspect of my life. And yeah, and, uh, yeah it, it, just, it just compounds over time. Um, as long as I don't forget to like make stuff for fun right so i try to like always have like some kind of like project or something that i'm doing yeah um you know you chip away at it like you don't need to like do all this stuff like overnight <clears throat> but like everything that you create is like an asset uh or like it's like a like a thing that now exists right and yeah, yeah. Uh, tangible yeah yeah are you have your face have your face burnout uh for me burnout is when you don't we don't believe in what you're doing anymore or like you don't think that it's like worth it or like valuable um so 
you know, in times of freestyle, like, I feel like burnout is like a, like a proper, like, clinical thing, so I try to, like, avoid that language, but, like, uh, there's been times in my career where I'm just like, why am I doing this? Um, I should, like, just, like, go all in on, like, making art, and then I'm like, well, sometimes making art, like, there's been times when, like, making art has brought me out, too, right? Mm. <clears throat> and so, sorry, and so, um, um, trying to, I guess, like, change my circumstances or, like, the ideas or whatever, like, sometimes it's just a matter of just, like, finding bigger projects to pursue that are exciting. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's a matter of, like, honestly, it's also, usually just a matter of, like, getting excited again, whether that means, like, changing jobs or, you know, changing projects or whatever, right? Just, like, um, trying to get excited again. Um, because that's the thing that makes it easier to just, like, show up every day and, you know, at least, like, work on it bit by bit. Um, yeah, because, like, I, there was a time when I would like write a new blog post like every every week uh, when I was in university, and you know it'd be like humor or whatever. But like I would do it like every week, and then I got tired of that, and I just realized that like I had to like find bigger projects to do that were like uh, exciting versus doing like the same type of thing uh, week in week out. And what are your thoughts on like taking a break? Just taking a break from it all altogether. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think taking a break is good. I think it's good to like step back because um, <clears throat> like for me, creativity is connecting dots. Like that's literally what it is. You're just connecting dots, right? And so you got to give yourself more dots to connect. And uh, sometimes when you write on connections, the best thing you can do is just give yourself more dots. So you go take a break, you live your life, you read, you consume. You talk to people, you know, you date, you do whatever you need to do just to like to have more thoughts in your head. And then when you come back to it, you have more connections. Have you ever been like scared of taking a break? Like, whoops. Have you ever been scared of taking a break? Like if I, if I don't use it, I'll lose it kind of thing. Uh, no. Well, there's stuff like coding, like that I'm trying to learn where like I did take a break and I forgot a lot of it. But for something that you're like, you do a lot of it anyway, like writing. Um, I don't think it's like a use it or lose it thing. Cause like, if you like practice it for like a decade, it's like riding a bike and sometimes you gotta just like step off for a little bit <laughs> and then yeah. just come back to it. And then you remember why you liked it so much. And that has like a compounding. So that has like the effect of like, it's almost like you return to it better because yeah, you remember you missed it and you're coming back to something you enjoy that's interesting i i gotta learn from that because i have that fear when like you know i'm not doing something for a matter of time i feel the fear that that's it it'll, it'll be over for me when i try to come back yeah. i'll be rusty yeah. um but no that's awesome what is um like what's what's next for you like in your in your creative journey what are you working on next what are your next projects yeah i want to do a, a short story anthology of like like horror stories i like writing horror <laughs> but it's like one of those things that like I stopped doing a long time ago. Um, so I had like a bunch of these like horror stories that I've written and I've like shared a few with like people and they like, they enjoyed it. And so I want to put them together into an anthology. Um, I've had this idea for like a long time and just never got around to doing it. But I'm glad I waited because now the way I'm approaching it is I'm actually investing. Like I used to like be terrible. Like I used to just like not even think about like spending my own money on my work. This idea that like you got to like, your work has to make money. 
like if you paid for the work, but it's like, well, what if you paid for like the work, you know, the work that you're doing, like you yourself paid to get it out there in like a good way, um, just because you want it to exist. Like, why wouldn't you spend, you know, X amount of money that you might have blown at a bar on a Friday night, you know, on something that you actually care about and you want it to exist. Um, so I'm getting this like fully illustrated. I'm like trying to like invest my money into like just like making it um, just like a good like a good anthology. And then um, you know if it sells, it sells, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. But like at the end of the day, it's like I want this thing to exist. Um, and like you know, because like there are a lot faster and easier and more effective ways to make money than selling a book. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So that's not how I'm looking at it anymore. Um, well, that, that just goes to show that like, it's not about the money right now. It's just about yeah. you putting out the best quality product you can. And yeah. sometimes that means you got to spend some money. You yeah. Gotta, you got to put some money out there and like, you got to maybe work with other professionals that are, you know, the Kings of their domain. Um, but what does support mean to you? Like how can we as artists support one another? And um, not only in the South Asian community, like, I mean, I think that it, in all communities, how can, artists support one another in different domains and help each other get better at what they do. Yeah, I think um, the thing that I found like just really interesting is like, it just like happens organically. Like people will promote each other's work. They'll like um, just like chip in if they have like a skill, you like little like skill swaps. Um, a lot of like creators, especially like South Asian creators, I feel uh, just like have this like community they value community a great deal. And so um, when you have like other people that you can like collaborate with, like, um, like I have a, a, a friend who was uh, like into like filmmaking and like we used to do, like sketch comedy. And like, that was like, it just like happened. Like none of us thought about like, you know, it just like collaborated because like we wanted to exist. And like, you know, going forward, um, you know, stuff like that is interesting. Just like, like it, uh, Illustrator I'm collaborating with on this project is South Asian too. And like, I feel like, um, yeah, just networking, getting to know people. And then, you know, if not you, then maybe, you know, someone um, kind of thing. Yeah. I like that. I like that. If not you, then maybe someone, you know, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I agree with that. Um, no, that's awesome. Praveen. And uh, if people want to find you on social media, they want to find your work on the internet, like where can we find you? Uh, it's Twitter and Instagram usually. Uh, my handle everywhere is Praveen K. Yeah. Praveen K, okay, got yeah. it. Also, uh, PraveenKumar.com is my website, my blog, um, where I'm trying to like write more <laughs> uh, like blog content there too, short stories, essays, that kind of stuff. And what advice do you have for like upcoming writers that want to, you know, put out their first project, that want to get their blogs up and running what advice you got for them um <clears throat> to understand that there's always this like fear of like publishing and like putting yourself right. out there and so you know to understand that ultimately you can put anything out on the internet it's a very noisy place and people are not going to see it so you're like once you realize that that's like the worst case scenario it's not that yeah. big a deal like you're basically publishing to no one uh until you figure out like distribution like that's why like i do this for a living and that's like the number one <laughs> issues that you put things out there and it's like, well, the internet's a noisy competitive place, right? The chances of people reading what you put out there is like very low. So you might as well just put it out there um, and then keep putting it out there. And eventually, you know, you might get like a handful of people that consume it and then that like it, and then that makes it worthwhile. But to stop assuming that like 
the entire world is going to see it just because you put it out there. Um, I think that's like the main, the first lesson to learn, I think, as like a, like a young writer. Um, yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. All right. Thanks a lot for doing this today, bro. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Ravine. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please tune in for next time to hear more South Asian creatives share their unique experiences. If you are a South Asian origin creative, we invite you to be part of the South Asian Creativity Festival. You can very well be part of our future podcast episodes and programming. To do so, please go to our website www.theyoungcreativeindianspace.com slash ysys will support you. Fill out the quick form and our team will get back to you with ideas of best ways for you to be involved with us. Shukriya for tuning in.